Hello and welcome to Season 1 of Career Inspiration by VentureFizz. On this episode, Keith Klein is joined by Carly Smith, Director of Talent at Circle. They discuss what it's like working as part of the talent team at a venture capital firm, working with early stage founders on hiring, and building Circle's employment brand. Hello everyone and welcome to Season 1 of the VentureFizz Career Inspiration Podcast. I'm Keith Klein, the founder of VentureFizz and the host for today's program. As you know, VentureFizz is Boston's most trusted source for tech and startup jobs, news, and insights. For the first season of our podcast, we're speaking with some exceptionally talented leaders who head up the HR and talent acquisition function at some of Boston's fastest growing companies. Today, I'm really excited to have Carly Smith on our show. She is the Director of Talent at Circle. Hello, Carly. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Keith. Thanks for having me. Carly has a unique background. Uh, She spent time as part of an in-house recruitment function at a VC firm, which I'll let her share all the details on her background. But thanks again for joining us, Carly. To dive in, why don't you give our audience an overview of your career and the different stops along the way? Yeah, happy to. Um, So I graduated from BC um, and then started my recruiting career right away in the agency space at Winter Wyman. Um, Did that for about two years before uh, we built actually a finance and accounting team um, at a startup and it kind of caught the bug, knew I liked technology um, and found an opportunity at OpenView Venture Partners, um, which allowed me to get into tech. Um, So OpenView, as Keith mentioned, it's a VC company focused on Um, Startups all across the U.S., um, Series A and Series B companies, and I was on the talent side of OpenView. Um, What that meant for me is I recruited for the companies in the portfolio um, and helped them actually to build out their own talent acquisition and sometimes HR functions um, since they were early stage. Um, So I did that working across many companies in the portfolio uh, for about five years. And then about a year ago, uh, joined Circle to build out their talent acquisition function um, during a a really exciting growth period. What does Circle do? So at Circle, uh, we're essentially making money simple. Uh, With the Circle Pay app, you can send money like a text, so instantly, securely, and for free. Um, And you can do it whether you're sending money and splitting the bill with the person sitting right next to you um, or someone across the ocean. Um, So behind the scenes around that, um, we're building on the vision um, that open global protocols are emerging to make money work the way that other kinds of content already work over the internet. So if you think about the email example, um, you know, if someone has a Gmail and I have a Yahoo account, these days we don't think about the open protocols that allow those two different systems to connect to one another. And that's how Circle thinks about money. So regardless of where you are in the world, what currency you're using, and ultimately what platform you're using, you're still able to share value. Um, so over the past four years, um, Circle with that has also built a treasury and trading operation that spans cryptocurrencies um, as well as fiat currency markets. So Circle actively trades and provides uh, significant market liquidity for Bitcoin, Ether, um, and other crypto assets is another piece of our business here. Uh, I remember when uh, Jeremy Allaire was starting the company and he was out there evangelizing Bitcoin. It was something that was very you know, it's something you hear about all the time now, but back when he was out there just starting the company, you never heard anything about Bitcoin and he was out there just sharing what it is and what cryptocurrency is. And I, I love the new uh, vision of what you guys are doing as far as the transferable money that happens all the time with me and my friends. If I owe someone money and they have a different provider as far as the app, it's hard to share, you know, if you're doing one currency provider to the other. So that's just going to make life simpler for, for consumers. 
uh, I'd like to take a step back as far as you know going to your um, earlier in your career as an as the agency experience. Do you think that was valuable to kind of get you started in your talent acquisition career? I do, especially if you're joining a company that's in growth mode or moving really quickly. Um, at an agency, you have to get really comfortable in a high volume environment. Um, there's a lot of competing priorities there um, and they're changing every single day. Um, so getting comfortable working in that type of environment, you figure out, um, you know, is this something that's for me? Um, and I think that's important even when you go in-house because um, it doesn't really change. Things move very quickly. P priorities change, especially if you're in the startup or growing company space, as I mentioned. Um, so I think it's really good to cut your teeth there. And like, what do you think are uh, the traits that make a good recruiter in general? People uh, have to be customer-centric. Uh, uh, so both externally when it comes to uh, the market and you're talking to talent that's out there, but also when you're looking internally and working with um, the audience here, which is like a hiring manager or hiring teams. Um, I think the ability to be people-centric and customer-centric is really important. Uh, the candidate experience is very important. Um, I also think you have to be able to uh, work without all of the information and without all the data and make some assumptions. Um, in recruiting, you know, you, you never know on day one what the profile is going to be that you're actually going to hire for. You try really hard to figure it out um, with the hiring teams, but you're calibrating each person that you're talking to, each interview that you're having. Um, so being able to make some assumptions based on what you know about the organization or where the organization is going, um, I think is really, really important. And then kind of like I mentioned at the agency, so you have to be able to roll with the punches. You have to have excellent time management skills. Um, consistently figure out, prioritize, and reprioritize. So comfort in an ever-evolving environment, I think, is important for any recruiter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now going to OpenView, uh, it's unique for a VC firm to have an in-house talent agency, in theory. Uh, you know, some of the uh, West Coast firms like Andreessen Horowitz have adopted this type of practice. Some of the local firms might have like an in-house recruiting partner but very uh, few firms nationally have an actual in-house talent agency. Why did OpenView have that type of support to their portfolio companies? Yeah, mainly because they wanted to provide support and the right support to the portfolio. Um, and at the uh, level in which they invested, which is typically Series A, Series B companies, um, one of the hardest things to do was hire. Um, and they didn't necessarily have talent acquisition teams or recruiting teams in place at these companies um, to be able to do it on day one um, and to do it at scale. So that's why they had, and that's what we did at OpenView. Um, we essentially were a recruiting team in place. We recruited for OpenView, but I would say 90% of the role was working with the portfolio to A, you know, day one, help them actually recruit and find the right members for their teams. Um, but also teach them how to fish. So how do you build a talent acquisition function that can scale um, and eventually handing that off? Which amazing, right? Like founders come into, uh, you know, unless they're a repeat founder, you know, the first time founders stepping into a role where they raise their series A round of funding, it's like, okay, now build a company. They have the vision for the product and they probably know different aspects of how to build a business. But the recruiting side often is something that maybe they don't have completely figured out um, so what, what were some of the commonalities that you noticed working with the different portfolio companies of maybe a first-time founder and some of the obstacles they had to overcome? 
Yeah, so uh, many first-time founders rely on networks, I would say, um, to build their teams. Um, so they didn't have repeatable structured process in place or sometimes any process in place or someone to help run a process. Um, and they also don't fully understand at that stage the roles that they might need. Um, so OpenView uh, came in and helped them, A, build that structure around process. To get to scale, you can't do everything through networks and you can't do everything ad hoc. Um, so being able to put a baseline in place um, is really important. And then also helping them calibrate and figure out, you know, what it is that you need. Um, you know, if they're hiring a VP of marketing, um, what type of VP of marketing is that? What's the need? Is it more on the brand side? Is it more on the automation side? Um, is it more on like a metrics driven person that's focused on lead generation? Um, so calibrating that and it's a lot of discussion really and showing people and introducing them to others in the market and saying, you know, here, no pressure, have a conversation and learn a little bit about what this type of person and this type of profile can do. And they would come back and say, that person's awesome, but that is not what I need, uh, even though I thought I did. So I think that's also a really important resource to provide at that stage. And would you also coach them on, um, you know, I think earlier you mentioned that, you know, the candidate experience, right? So I think that's an area that a lot of early stage companies uh, stumble and not thinking that each time a candidate comes into the doors or even from an initial phone interview, whatever the process is, that that candidate experience is so important, regardless if you actually make the hire. Yes, it was anything from, you know, here's how you actually interview here, maybe some questions or, um, you know, some resources you can use in terms of using performance based interviewing as opposed to just, you know, what have you done in the past um, to the candidate experience and, and understanding how important it is that, um, you know, ultimately, even if the decision is made that this person isn't right for that company, um, you still want them to have a good experience with you, because especially in smaller markets, they're going to turn around and say, um, you know, I had a really good experience with X company. Um, you should check them out. They're hiring for something. Um, that's what you want in any uh, recruitment function. Um, so yes, anything kind of top to bottom from recruiting uh, is what we focused on there to help founders and those internal teams um, build the company. Since OpenView makes investments across the country, um, what were the different markets that you were recruiting in? What were some of the portfolio companies you helped? Yeah, so in terms of the markets, um, it was really Boston, New York, San Francisco is kind of the big three. There are places like Boise, Idaho um, as well. Um, so all over the US. Um, in terms of some companies, um, it was the likes of Datadog, which is a Boston company, Expensify, Spreadfast, VTS, user testing. Again, all B2B software companies um, who have since grown and are past Series A and B stage now. Um, but typically, that's where we got in. Okay. At what point would you advise founders to bring in the recruitment function in-house, you know, kind of, I guess, wean off OpenView and then build it as their own separate competency in-house? Yeah, I would say when you get to the point where you have about 20, 25 people, so you have your founding team, um, you have a lot of kind of the early leadership that you need, um, and then you can bring someone in um, to help set the foundation and also build the network for you. Um, so though that sounds really small, I think the companies that do it well today are thinking about human capital right away. Um, that early, that person could be a recruiter and could be essentially the people operations or the HR person and do it all. Um, but it's good to have that foundation in place so that um, as you do get to that scale, you're not always catching up um, and you're ahead of the game. Yeah. yeah it's definitely a, a, a tricky thing as far as, um, you know, kind of 
building recruitment from scratch, but to have that head start of what you guys did, you know, as far as getting the team to a certain level and doing the handoff. We're also doing things as far as, um, you know, implementing an applicant tracking system, or is that something that would come later down the road? Yes and no. Typically, they would have to have an internal team at that point um, to actually implement a system because you need someone to manage it. Um, but VCs are typically, including OpenView, recommending the systems and the tools that maybe they should use to be more effective. Yep. What prompted you to join Circle? Yeah, so after OpenView, um, at some point at OpenView, handed it off, right? So you're still consulting in a way that you're helping to build, but again, it's teaching them how to fish model, and then they can fish on their own. Um, so I wanted to be able to uh, join something in-house, had never been truly in-house before, um, and that's why I started uh, figuring out what I wanted to do in terms of uh, the types of companies that I wanted to join. Um, in terms of circles specifically, um, they were um, totally different. So in the consumer space, um, really exciting challenge. That long-term vision of essentially changing the way that money moves was exciting to me. It's disruptive to a market. Um, I liked the fact that it was long-term as well, so I could really build something here. Um, and the fact that they were in growth mode and getting ready to scale was a good opportunity to come in and essentially set a foundation early uh, for talent acquisition. Um, that's kind of why I joined Circle specifically. Um, beyond that, it's the people. Uh, you spend a lot of time at work. Um, so being able to come into a place where people bought into the vision, right? And they're excited and passionate about the things that we do. Um, and it's a group of super smart people. So you're always consistently learning. Yeah, no, the team there is amazing. Which factors into the fact that you guys have raised over 100 million in venture funding from blue chip investors like General Catalyst and Excel, Goldman Sachs. What type of support are you getting from your investors now that you are in-house running talent acquisition at Circle? Yeah, so we have about 140 million in venture capital funding. Um, in recruiting specifically, we use our investors as a resource, um, A, for a lot of the executive recruiting that we're doing, um, as well as just a, a resource and a sounding board for things like, you know, what's competitive in the market, whether that's looking at benefits programs or tools that are out there that maybe um, would make the team more effective here. Um, they're a really good resource for us to say, what are your portfolio companies using um, to get data from a bigger group um, and also having multiple investors uh, that helps to, uh, to see what's new and what's out there. Right. No, that's definitely a luxury to have that sphere of influence of what's happening out there across the market. Uh, employment branding is something that's very important for companies today. W what are you doing to build up Circle's employment brands locally and then in the other markets where you're hiring? We're really using our team members to help us define what the employment brand is at Circle um, because they essentially are the brand. Um, it's the people who are here um, and whether it's using surveys or just um, getting an understanding about why did they join? Why are they still with Circle? What do they like most about us? What do they like least about us? Using that type of information to get those voices out into the market. But we try to essentially open up markets wh wherever it is that we are, um, Boston specifically, uh, with uh, publications and folks like yourself. So getting into the scene here, whether it's events or content, um, hosting events, attending events, um, opening up new markets. We just opened up an office in New York uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So something new for us, which is super exciting. So figuring out, you know, where are the pools of people there? What are they interested in? How's that different than the other markets that we're in um, so that we can compete there? 
along those lines, what, what are the channels that you're finding most effective as far as hiring? Is it employee referrals or like what are the channels that seem to work for you? Yeah, so networking and employee referrals, I think is a super important one um, and still a super effective uh, channel for Circle in terms of the folks that we're hiring here. Um, we're also doing a lot of sourcing. Um, so going out and finding the talent is probably our second largest channel. And um, we still get the word out there in terms of people uh, reaching out to us or applying to our job. So those are the top three for us right now. Are there areas that you're finding particularly challenging for hiring, like different functions within companies, engineering, or whatever the case may be? Yes. And I definitely think right now it's a candidate market. Um, so the majority of the people that we're putting offers out to in our hiring, they have multiple offers, um, specifically on the engineering side, which I'm sure you all hear a lot. Um, right. it's, it's a competitive market. So finding the right person takes time um, and then making sure it's the right fit on both ends. I think the candidate experience helps with that, but Circle also does a really good job at being really candid in the interview process. We want you to know what you'd potentially be getting into now and into in the future. Um, and I think that really helps um, with the decision-making process on the candidate side as well as Circle side. So Circle's in the high growth mode. How do you maintain that you know, high bar of talent as the company scales moving forward? Yeah, so we do a really good job at structured interviewing. Um, and with that, we essentially create uh, competencies and skills that one would need to be successful in that particular role and in general at Circle. Um, and then we interview specifically based on those things. Um, and when you're doing things like that, um, in terms of the structure and the data that you're looking at from feedback in the interview process, you're keeping the bar high. Um, we also have kind of an informal motto here at Circle where you hire people better than yourself. Um, so you're always looking for someone that you can learn from. And you're looking at folks not necessarily to copycat the people who are currently on the team, but let's hire others who can complement the team or bring a new skill um, or a new perspective in some way. Um, so that's how we keep the bar high. What about diversity and inclusion? That's on the tip of everyone's tongue these days. What's Circle doing uh, in terms of any initiatives involving that aspect? Yeah, so one of the biggest things we're doing is educating the teams. Um, specifically when it comes to hiring, it's about unconscious bias um, and really the power of diversity and inclusion and how it affects a business. Um, so again, we use these structured performance-based uh, interviews to assess talent, and that actually helps to remove bias from the process because you're sticking to these core competencies and skills. Um, but beyond recruiting, um, again, it's education. We're having conversations um, and helping the teams really understand the power of diversity. Um, and that could be through just, you know, an all-hands conversation. It could be by a conversation I'm having in the kitchen um, or groups of people actually getting together and talking about their experiences and then talking about practices on the subject um, or best practices. How can Circle improve? How can I improve as an individual? Um, I think we, like many other companies, have a really long way to go here, um, but we're making an effort to improve every single day. Yeah. And what functions are you hiring for? Is it pretty much across the board? It is everything. Um, so engineering, design, product, creative, recruiting, accounting and finance, IT, legal, compliance, really anything that you can think of, we're hiring for. How does one get a job at Circle? Employee referrals, we talked about that as a channel. What other ways 
can they get on your radar? All of our jobs are listed on our career site. And mm -hmm. um, but people at Circle are, are open to conversations too. So reach out to the recruiting team, reach out to someone who might be in a role that you're interested in getting into um, and start the conversation. Um, and then from there, um, you know, they'll get in touch with the recruiting team or the necessary person uh, to be able to get you into a process. Uh, Circle, you know, one of the Founders of Circle is Jeremy Allaire, one of the most successful entrepreneurs in the Boston tech scene, having founded Allaire, uh, Bright Cove, and now, of course, Circle. Um, how does he look at talent within the company? Like, how does he evaluate talent uh, specifically? Yeah, Jeremy uh, looks for people with broad and interdisciplinary interests. Um, so people who have high intelligence, um, people who show that they're compassionate for the world, um, they are clearly passionate about and understand what we're trying to accomplish here at Circle, um, and also have humi humility. And what about you? How do you evaluate talent? And I'm talking about more of the, for you, like the practical side. When you open up an email with a resume or you're looking at a LinkedIn profile, what are the things that you're looking at that would pique your interest? Yeah, so at this stage at Circle, um, we're looking for folks who uh, many ways have proven success and proven experience. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the exact role that you might be you know, interested in or uh, joining Circle for, um, but some sort of proven success. Um, in terms of looking at a resume or a LinkedIn profile, metrics are really helpful um, to see you know, what have you actually accomplished. Um, so those are the types of things that I look for. Fun question I like to ask everybody is uh, pet peeves. What are candidates doing throughout the interview process that they don't know they're doing and shouldn't be doing? Yeah, one of the biggest things I see um, a lot is that they're not picking like a major and a minor. Um, they're essentially interested in everything, um, which is really exciting, but it's really hard to nail down a role or what you're truly interested in if you could be interested in finance or recruiting or engineering. Um, so really having candidates think about, you know, what do you actually want to do next? What sort of responsibilities or opportunities might be interesting to you? Um, and you can have more than one. I always say, like, pick a major, pick a minor um, and go with that. So your major would be what you want, right? Or what you're qualified to do, maybe, right? Uh, and then your minor could be your aspirations. Is that kind of what I'm, what you're getting at? It could be that, yes. Yeah, yeah. that's very cool. I never thought of it that way. Um, yeah, because you know my background being a recruiter, you get people that are definitely looking to change things up, and they ask for advice for their career path. Like I'm doing X, but I really wanted to be doing Y. How do I get there? Um, so when someone is in that situation, just, you know, if you're talking to a friend or somebody, how do you advise people to make those transitional shifts in their career to do something relatively new? It doesn't have to be a different industry, but changing job functions within the industry. Yeah, I think things like code academies, like if you want to go in that direction, are super helpful and they show that you're committed, um, but commit to it, right? So if you are taking classes on uh, engineering, say that that's what you want to do um, and here's how you're doing it. Um, here's what you're doing to get there. Um, so I think that's important. You could also do things like an internship. Um, so I've seen people who have, you know, maybe they have five, 10 years of experience, more than that, um, and have said, you know, I wanna start, I wanna step out of something new. Um, so maybe I'm interning or maybe I'm doing a project internally with my company that's in a totally different uh, department. 
um, so that you're getting some experience and you're showing what you want to do. You're also taking that time to figure out maybe you try it and it's not actually what you thought it was. Um, so you're figuring it out before and there's less of a risk for you since you've had a taste of it. No, that's great advice. Uh, the interview process at Circle, what, what can people expect? Yeah, so it's pretty unique for each team, um, but you can expect conversations with the team, uh, phone, video, because we are global and borderless, um, but you can also expect a project. Um, so we are typically looking at past experiences, but we also assess potential. Um, and regardless of the role, whether it's you know an engineering project, a recruiting project, uh, a design project, um, we're typically giving you something that you can show um, you know, what you're all about for any role here. Um, so that's typically a mix of um, what you can expect here at Circle. How about the culture? What can people expect out of the culture at Circle and the, the career path? So you can expect to work globally across many teams, You know whether you're in the Boston office and working with the team in London or Dublin um, or, or vice versa. Um, we're a collaborative type of organization. You're consistently working across teams. Um, so being a person who can be independent um, and get things done, um, but very well uh, can work across a team, I think is important for Circle as well. Um, and then finally, you just got to be passionate about what we're doing here. Um, we have a long-term vision, um, but the people here really understand the background of it. Um, and that's important to us. And it's also important to the growth here. If you understand the vision, um, if you're all about it as much as we are, um, then that's really important to us too. Great. Curious if you think there's any other companies out there that you admire as it relates to uh, what they're doing in employment branding or their hiring practices, any companies that you think highly of? I think highly of all of the companies that scale at such a rapid pace and bring on really good talent. Yeah. Um, so that could be companies like uh, HubSpot did it, uh, Car Gurus has done it in Boston, Fuse has done it in Boston, and many others. Um, it's a really tough challenge, but being able to maintain your culture or grow your culture in a positive way, um, I think is, uh, you know, it's commendable um, and it's exciting. Um, and other uh, companies out there, I don't know, Pivotal is a company that I admire in terms of the way that they think about human capital. It's a little bit of a different twist on how you think about it today. Um, so companies that are forward thinking that they're using their people as a competitive advantage, um, I think is really important. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree anymore. Like great companies that you mentioned too, like, um, you know, HubSpot was known for their culture kind of early on. Car Gurus, I mean, they just did a phenomenal job. Uh, as they just scaled and went through the roof and obviously recently IPO'd. Well, thank you so much, Carly, for taking the time. I appreciate everything as far as sharing your words of wisdom here. I always like to pass the mic back to you if there's something you want to share with the VentureFizz audience, um, anything you want to get out there, feel free. Yeah, I just want to say, you know, Circle's a great place to be. Um, we're hiring a ton, so if you're interested in looking at new opportunities, you're interested in consumer finance or blockchain, uh, definitely get in touch with us um, or check out the Circle Pay app. Um, it's a good way to get an understanding of what we're doing today um, and what you might be getting yourself into. Sounds like great advice. And, of course, you can check out Circle's openings on their biz page on VentureFizz. Um, if you found this podcast interesting, please make sure you subscribe so you'll get future episodes. We have some great interviews coming up that you definitely don't want to miss. Also, please consider leaving us a five-star review and share it with your friends and colleagues in the industry. Every little bit helps. Carly, thanks again for taking the time. Appreciate it. And everyone out there listening, we'll see you next time. That's our show. Thank you for listening. 
To propel your career forward, go to VentureFizz.com, where you can visit our biz pages for a virtual tour of Boston's fastest-growing companies, check out our job board for listings of over 2,000 positions, and read about the latest in Boston's tech scene. Last but not least, please remember to subscribe to Career Inspiration by VentureFizz on iTunes or your podcast player of choice. And if you like it, please consider leaving us a five-star review. Have a great week, and no matter what, keep moving forward.